Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome to a post-Super Bowl episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show where a couple guys get around, have a few beers, and talk about the week that was and the week that's coming. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Boys, we just watched Super Bowl 53. Uh, it was a snoozer, but cheers and, and congratulations to the New England Patriots hoisting their sixth trophy and that's six for both Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, uh, owner Robert Kraft. Um, like him, hate him. Uh, that's the that's the 14th championship for Boston sports mm. programs since 2001. Um, mm. Just initial thoughts on the game, and then we'll kind of kind of go through uh, what happened. But Bill, just just what was your reactions? Um, you know, as, as as the game's now in the books. Uh, you know, so it took him. It took them 17 or 18 years, but they've worn me down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I give up. And uh, I, I said to Cindy before the game, I go, I guess if I had to pick somebody to win, it would be the Patriots. If, you know, because I really, I've, I've mentioned many, many times on the show that growing up in San Diego, LA is a fierce rival. And, you know, we're always the, it's just, you hate everything about LA, right? Oh, sorry. You hate everything about LA. So the other, uh, but the other side of it is, you know, the Patriots are the evil empire and, you know, you hate what's going on there. Uh, so at the golf today, what I said was, I guess I'm rooting for the Patriots for this reason. I know Brady's been saying he's not going to retire, but I'm hoping with this win <laughs> and going home to his family, he'll, he'll, he will hang up his boots and so will Belichick. And then the downfall of the Patriots will begin. But uh, <laughs> the only thing I really wanted was a more heart-wrenching loss for the losing team, like some kind of weird play that, you know, destroys them. Like they were seconds away from winning, but it didn't happen. Uh, and so that would have been great because then L.A. would have suffered more. So other than that, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> look, hats off to the greatest quarterback of all time. What, what can you say? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Ty, what was your thoughts? You were at a couple Super Bowl parties, I understand, in the neighborhood? Yep, yep. Stayed in the hood. Um, fortunate enough to be invited to a couple parties. Spent uh, first half at one, second half at the other. Uh, most of the second half I left in – uh, in the fourth quarter, but, um, so just we're witnessing greatness, right? Um, it's, it's really unbelievable. And the older I get, I don't know if it's mellowing out or, or, or just maybe just trying to be more practice, more gratitude, but I appreciate the Patriots for what they are. I was not rooting for them. Um, I wanted the Rams to win, um, for whatever reason, but, uh, again, uh, what may have, um, <clears throat> had me all twisted 10 years ago. I'm working on, God, they, they're, they're just great. So you have to appreciate Edelman, Gronkowski, um, just the, the def- first of all, defensive game on both sides, right? Just, right. just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, not, and, and you mentioned I was two Super Bowl, at two Super Bowl parties. It's hard to watch a game when you're at a party, right? So if I had any skin in the, in the game, I probably would have stayed home and watched on the big screen. So um, I may be a little lacking detail um, just because, you know, so many people around. But it appeared to me, and you guys correct me wrong, there weren't many 
offensive blunders, it seemed to be just some tight defense, right? Yeah, but, you know, obviously the Brady's first throw after starting with, I think, four sure. or five passes sure. or four or five runs, you know, that was a, um, a blunder. But it was just, a, you know, like Romo said it. I mean, he knew as soon as he threw the ball, that's why he kind of – the ball came out almost like a duck. Um, but, yeah, that, there was – there was a, a fumble that went out of bounds. There was a fumble by Brady that got recovered by his own guys. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of gaps. There wasn't a whole lot of blatant drops. And, Bill, you, you said it in our text thread offline. Um, it was a really clean game as far as penalties. That There was no bad calls. There was no um, confusing calls. I don't, think that, I don't think there were any missed calls. I think that, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I might even say I thought, thought it was P.I. live and then when they yeah. showed the replay, I went, no, that's just really good coverage. You know, there was, I, there was, I saw that I saw that twice too, Bill, where yeah. you're like, God, they didn't throw a flag in the next show. And you're like, yeah. It was good, uh, good, yeah there was good one play, play where uh, the Rams defender um, got a little corner of the – it wasn't blatant like the one that you saw where the, the shirt came off his back, you know. Right. Um, so I thought it was an overall well-refereed game. There was a little bit of confusion there when there was the double foul at the end before the two-minute warning. And right. territory explained what happened and – um, Once again, I, Romo had that right. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. He did. I mean, you know, it kind of shows you, you know, and, and you, so imagine Romo, who's never been to a Super Bowl. Right? You got to think Brady's was, the same way on the floor, on the field, right? He knows exactly what's happening and he knows because he was over in the referee's ear, like basically saying like, if they decline it, you know, the, the play counts. So um, look, the first half started out zero, uh, zero amazing stat that now nine Super Bowls in a row. Patriots haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Wow. That, you know, that was a, that was an interesting stat. And then how about the stat right before Goskowski's first kick? Um, oh, where, where they 31 made a point, for 31 in Atlanta. They made a point of saying 31 for 31. And, and then Romo said, you think it could happen? And, and then Nance said, well, you never know. And then Bam he, said, don't, he said, don't blame the broadcaster if he misses it. And right. he missed it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how often that happens. He right? misses it. But boy, the defenses were just strong. And, and what was it? Nine or no, eight possessions in a row for the Rams that they punted. They punted, yeah. Um, there was only two, two – each team only got in the red zone once. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, look, it, um, it was it – was for, for people who love defense, you know, called it a snoozer. Mm-hmm. But for people who love defensive struggles, I guess anyone who played defense from high school on up loves defense pretty much. <laughs> you had to play the game to, be a, to love defense. <laughs> But it was really well played. I mean, the uh, um, you know, golf. Golf had that you know horrible throw, really that was just a massive turning point in the game, if you want to call it that, because the, the the chance to tie the game right at ten all um, goes away when he just hit, throws a hail mary up there, basically if, uh, you know on a third and ten that yeah. you would have had a fourth and ten. You could have had you had life. You didn't have to do that. So. Um, or they, you know, could have kicked a field goal and, and, and kept the game in reach if the Patriots did get that extra three. So that, that was um, the, the only real big blunder, but it wasn't like that was a play that's going to define Goff. I think what's going to define Goff is he didn't come up big in his first try. And, and a lot of quarterbacks didn't in their first try. And maybe think, another. Well, it's, it, go ahead, Sean. Well, do you think that, um, Mc, you know, McVay last – game against the the Rams didn't give the ball a lot to Gurley and there wasn't really any explanation and once again today they just didn't I'd be curious what do you have seven maybe eight carries yeah. he just really didn't seem to, to they didn't really seem to trust the run they didn't seem to trust trying to get something to happen and I think I, I think when the when you look at the stats I, I, I bet the time of possession to be 40 to 20 yeah. which just puts a wear and tear you know Romo said it at the end but 
a couple of those big holes, the big run by Burkhead, and the huge run deep in the end zone um, by Michelle um, for about a 22-yard gain, and then Burkhead three plays later for the other 20-yard gain was just huge. And I, I just, you know, I don't think either coach made any big blunders. I guess I was just buying into the, what you were saying about that. But the fact that he – I guess if, if I was going to pick nits, I'd say that um, not giving Gurley any – well, you know, all the analysis I heard early on uh, talked about the fact that, that Belichick was going to take away the run, and they were going to make Goff beat him. They, they felt comfortable with that, with, with, uh, those, with those wide receivers. But uh, to take Anderson and, and Gurley out of the game, and maybe, you know, maybe that's a, 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 the, the offensive coaching staff for the, uh, for the Rams, which kind of really is McVay kind of saying great let's let's well we'll give it a shot but we're not going to push it too hard and then we got to we got to make the game the passing game work and then which it just really never did you know yeah the so. McCordy I know they're not brothers but both guys named McCordy and then when Chung went out no they're um, they're they're twin brothers oh they are twins okay. they're identical twins they're the first <laughs> identical twins to play on the same team in the Super Bowl oh wow well, yeah they, they yeah, played cool. great and that yeah. incredible play by um uh who's the guy that, that saved the touchdown on that where he came from the Oh yeah, it was one of the McCordy brothers. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, um, but you know, Chung so, going out with a broken arm was a, a big moment that in college, if that would happen, they would have been a pet pass to that next cornerback, right. you know, on the next play, and they they, they didn't they didn't test it. Yeah. yeah. Jump in. So, Sean, on a, on a local front here in Atlanta, um, you know, UGA grads pretty thrilled to have you know two two running backs in the Super Bowl, kind of neat. Um, so did Michelle had the only touchdown of the game, right? So that's yeah. That's good. So I have got to believe, and I'd like to hear what you all, you all think, um, but I, I've got to believe um, Gurley's got to be battling some injury, right? Yeah. Because the, yeah, the last two games, he's I, just been a non-factor. Yes. And he's, do, he's not dominated. He's been their feature back, right? And, and 35, I, I forget his name. Anderson. He, he's like, he seems like a good back, but <laughs> if Gurley's healthy, you're hitting him off the ball and, and going. So – and. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd love to hear y'all's feedback on that. But going back to golf, I think – I can't remember who brought it up. But um, so our buddy uh, uh, Tom Sandberg loves to bring up that, you know, Dan Marino is his rookie year or sophomore year. I can't remember. Made the rookie. Super Rookie year. And everyone, was, everyone said, hey, this is the first – there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. So I think Jared Goff's a, a good quarterback. I think his future's bright. Um, I think he'll define himself how he reacts to this loss. Um, but God bless him. This, this could be it, right? This could be his one chance. And that's why it stings for these guys. I think that lose the Super Bowl. They realize, you know, there's 32 teams, in the NFL, only two make the Super Bowl. I mean, those, those odds aren't great, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I, I want to share a, a, a side story real quick, Sean. I might've talked about this last year or the year before, <laughs> but back when I was with the Padres, there was a, did we talk about the $10,000, uh, Super Bowl squares pool? Hundred hundred dollars a square, vaguely which, remember that, which equates yeah. ten thousand dollars. This wow. is how it works. It's not paid quarterly. It's paid on every score. Every time the score changes, if you have that number, you win three hundred dollars. Become seven. Exactly. So in this game, it went three zero, right? And okay. then it went three three. That's two changes. And then yeah. it went ten or nine three ten three. So there were a total of five changes. Oh, so extra, extra points count. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So imagine, so all those, those five combinations, right, uh, paid out uh, $1,500. On the last score, which was 3-3, three, three, 
Not only do they get the 300 for that 3-3 that happened twice, they get the rest of the 8,500. So whoever had 3-3 in that pool won $9,100. Because they got it twice? Twice plus the rest of the pool. Normally, on a typical Super Bowl, the payout at the end is four grand, not not eighty five. Double plus, yeah, double plus. Wow. <laughs> it's such a low scoring game. Yeah, my my buddy, uh, my buddy at Chris Duncan at C Duncan twenty nine won three hundred bucks tonight because he had three and three. So nice. it, was a, it was a good night for him. But paying, paying, paying. Oh my pain. gosh, yeah. 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 Anyways, just a. That's interesting. Yeah. I hate those polls because I always get like two and a six. Oh, it's yeah, like you're it's, done. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just never know, but yeah, um, threes and zeros were, were abundant tonight. Right? Yeah, they were all over the place. So, anywho, so that. let's talk about a couple off the field uh, things. The uh, pregame was, as Todd said, just always it's too long. I mean, yeah. maybe just for the three of us that aren't just huge diehard NFL fans, and we didn't have a dog in the fight. Um, six and a half hours. I, I know it's, <laughs> it's all NFL can do, right? I mean, you can only just, watch old time football players diagramming plays on a fake field for so long. I, it's just, yeah. you know, I had it on for a little while and it's like, they're just looking for stuff. And it's, it's just, I mean, look, I get it. It's, re, it's ad revenue. Go for so it. Sean, Sean, let me jump in real quick. It's such a uh, inner struggle I have because I realize this is the last football we will have until August. Right. <laughs> so you want to embrace it. And I think Bill, you kind of indicated that you sat down and you watch for like five minutes at, at like one o'clock and you're like, I can't, I can't do this. So at one of the parties tonight, I thought they had three TVs in the basement, very nice basement. Um, very you know, hospitality was great, but they had the game on two screens and then they had the NFL network, which just had um, a scoreboard and like a field with where they are and the time and like stats. Would you guys have that in your basement party? I'm not going to tell the guy who's throwing the party, and I'm very happy to be there. <laughs> what, the, what the frick are you watching this I mean, game? Like on your phone? Yes, like, yes, yeah. it was on. It was, on, and it was probably the biggest TV there. But hey, not my house. I just, I'm a guest, right? Wow. So, so if you were just not paying attention, you could just peek over and see what was happening quickly, right? Instead of and watching then, the game play by play, maybe, yeah. And then um, it was screwy because the uh, the NFL network, the, the timing was about 12 seconds ahead of the live feed. So if you're focusing on that, you can tell what to play. Anyway, um, Interesting. The, team, the, teams, the teams come out, and a um, uh, little known fact, but uh, Todd and I know this, but Bill, do you know how the home team is determined? No, I saw that the Patriots are the home team and lost the coin toss. Um, no, let me think. Patriots, let me, not, Patriots are not may, the home team. May, may I? Yeah. Go ahead, tell me. Go ahead, go ahead, tell us how. Well, the reason I know is because, um, unfortunately, on HQ Sports tonight, I um, I lost on question 12, which is the final question. My good buddy from uh, Ohio, Sean Carpenter, won. So he actually won HQ Sports. So it's uh, depending on the year. Even years are uh, AFC, AFC, odd years are NFC, right? Just rotates. Yeah. That makes Just sense. Rotate. Very yeah. fair. Yeah. All right. That's exactly um, right. But yeah, congrats, Sean. Big win for you. Thank you. We had the um, by the America. way, the most meaningless home team thing ever in any sport. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing because there's it's not a series, so you don't even care. It's, it's just, what color uniform you exactly. wear. Exactly, and the Patriots yeah. like maybe they like wearing white. I don't know. Yeah, so. don't think it matters at all. It's just funny that 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 was on one of the questions that we got, and so that's yeah. I totally guessed that one, but um, got you know it was the one that made the most sense. Um, I think the answer, the other answers were like the closest stadium. Or closest oh. home stadium to the place. No. And, and coin flip was there, I think. Record, record or something. Yeah. Record, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the America the Beautiful, uh, which is something that they've added at big sporting events. And then the, um, 
<laughs> national anthem. National anthem was looking like it was going to be over, and then it, or it was no, like it was under. under. It was under the whole way until the last thirty-five seconds. <laughs> yeah, there's, kinda, some runs, there's some runs. There's some runs. Held on to some notes. Gladys Knight, and tell you what, Gladys Knight has got to be in her seventies. She looks fantastic, great. right? Now to great. Yeah. yeah, she did a great job. She just, she just, uh, she just, she definitely had probably had some friends with money on the over, so she was paying attention, took care of it. <laughs> yeah, first <laughs> commercial, which a lot of people pay attention to watching commercials, and and Todd is, did people hush everybody before the commercials would come up and everything like that at the parties or. Uh, there, so there's the core like group that's really into it. And then you have the outliers that are just kind of watching. So yeah, there's, there's a core group that really loves the commercials, right? So I, I would not have guessed the company that was the first, you know, the underwater mermaids talking about a sparkling soda water. Well, they were in a shark tank too, which is kind of funny. That was the whole angle, right? The sharks were trying to buy it. You know, a lot of boring commercials uh, kind of match the game probably, um, not a, you know, I, dug, I don't know about you, but I dug the T-Mobile ones. The fact, especially the last yeah. one, I don't know if you saw it, but you know, the dad, dad jumps into the tech stream with his daughter and, acts, and, and thinks it's Google. Yes. Like, <laughs> eggplant Parmesan recipes, eggplant Parmesan. And she's like, dad, this ain't Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, maybe I've done that before, uh, but I thought it was very funny. It, yeah. it, is it me? But um, I think kind of the whole Super Bowl commercial hype peaked for me when like, the Budweiser frogs were saying, what's up? I mean, that's how yeah. long ago yeah. I've been interested. I mean, to me, it used to be so much more fun. Now, I guess maybe I've seen it for the last 20 years. It's, it doesn't yeah. have a, but I know, you, a couple. I know you, I know you got some side bets on there, right? In the yeah. Yeah. We, I'm like, food I, ads versus non-food ads, right? Food versus non-food. Um, I did win my bet that a different quarterback, the, uh, the, the quarterback who made the first completion and the last completion, they were different because oh. first completion was Brady. And no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, Brady it wasn't. made it. He Brady, no, he ran. He he ran five runs and he made one completion in that first series. He, his first pass was an interception. Oh, he maybe you're right. His he first pass was an interception, and then golf had a, a second. Uh, yes, so yeah, maybe right. he didn't win. They no. were the same, so I didn't win that one. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Maybe that's why Bjorn <laughs> said. Maybe that's why Bjorn, that's why he said we pushed, and I just didn't care. <laughs> right. Because I won the food one. I said it was a food for the first commercial, and that counts as food. If you yeah. It, so. There you go. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. What else? What else, Sean? What um, else? Halftime. What about, what did you think about Maroon 5 halftime? I, they have a lot of hits because I knew every single song. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I thought, I thought, I, yeah, like, I thought I like that Bruno Mars, when Bruno Mars was a couple years ago, yeah. well, I thought he was really good entertaining. Uh, I, I, I don't really know a lot about Bruno Mars, but when he was singing, I'm like, oh, I know this song. Yeah, oh, I didn't know he sang this song. Yeah. Yeah. But there was quite a few, uh, you know, obviously, um, it was interesting the way he kind of disrobed down to different levels. <laughs> my, my wife paid attention closely. She's a big animal also, fan. Also, <laughs> she was laser focused, right? She laser focused on yeah. the No, she had a great so, uh, Social media, uh, who knows? I've read that Twitter has kind of trashed the halftime, right? So hmm. um, from an Atlanta you know, suburb resident, and um, I thought it was fine. I thought there was nothing wrong with it. Yep. And, uh, uh, are either Travis Scott or Big Boy from Atlanta? Yeah, yes. I think Big Boy definitely is. I'm not sure about okay. Travis Scott. But okay. There was a huge, huge, huge – I don't know if you guys knew. There's a huge controversy of, mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta um, is the home of, you know, um, gosh, I don't want to uh, name names, but like Outkast and uh, Jeremy Free. A lot of uh, – rap. Rap is huge in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And they chose Maroon 5, right? Um, which I get because the Super Bowl wasn't just for Atlanta, it was for the whole country. Right. So I thought they did a great job of Moon 5 and then merging in 
making Travis Scott and Big Boy. I, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I thought, anyone, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was yeah. fine. Yeah. I agree. I especially dig the fireworks outside the dome. Yeah, <laughs> you saw that at the cool. end. It's like, yeah, they like fireworks shooting off the roof that is for the rest of the city because <laughs> nobody yeah. inside could see them, right? Yeah, and, the, and the flyover I thought was interesting at, at the, you know, right. right before, at the end of the national anthem was the flyover for an indoor stadium. Yeah. Um, Did, didn't that. the city look good on TV? I mean, Atlanta's yeah. not known for great downtown. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, the lights and the colors and it was really cool. I thought they did a really nice job. Yeah. yeah. So, congrats city of Atlanta. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile um, Arthur Blank was printing money, just laughing, probably lighting cigars with thousand dollar <laughs> bills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> End of the game, you know, second half we got, got you know, there were some tense moments there, but it still still boiled down to uh, the punters really putting, swapping the field, so to speak. Field position, yeah. Um, Brady gets the one drive where uh, Edelman was just unbelievable, how open he was getting. Um, Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman. Yeah. 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 Um, but the pass to Gronk was impressive. Mm. Um, first yeah. of all, it was triple coverage. I mean, it was yep. – and it was it was you know late trip. I mean you know right. yeah the safety over the top got there late but still there were three guys three guys there, there. Three guys. that ball was perfectly placed and a great catch by Gronk um, just what a dependable you know player to have and it, you know he's got you know truly like robotic arm <laughs> that that thing on his arm can't be light to run around in yeah yeah that, look he's uh Cindy said something about you know I I was acquiescing to the greatness of the Patriots and. <laughs> and she said, and she said, you know, she pays attention. She said, well, he's had these great receivers. And I said, yeah, not really receivers. I said, yeah. she goes, well, Gronkowski, I go, yeah, okay. Granted one of the best, he'll, he'll be a hall of fame tight end. Yeah. But I said, uh, but man, other than Randy Moss, he always had, they just always stuck these guys in there. They made them work, you know? Yeah. And so the, he, West, the West Welkers of the world, the West Welkers. And think about what Gronkowski does and, and our old, um, friend Aaron Hernandez at the time, right? Mm. So, in the in the triple coverage uh, play you're talking about, which I agree was a late triple coverage, yeah. Um, but they they have a linebacker on Gronk, right? Oh, I mean, that's just such a yeah. So, so well, here's so, the thing, Todd. You put a linebacker on him for the physicalness. You put a cornerback on him. He can't tackle him, right? I no. mean, he, you know, no. but, but, but I'm seeing over the top. The genius of the Patriots, and I'm I, I, I I'm I'm ignorant. Uh, I'm not trying to be disrespectful for their receiving core, right? I know Edelman's great, but the other guys, they can plug in these other guys because they have Gronk, right? Because they have a guy that a linebacker is going to cover and create these nightmare matchups. So then you cover Gronk and these guys are wide open. It's, it's brilliant. Their scheme is brilliant and, and, and they do what they do because um, they know how to handle the personnel better than anyone. Oh, and the trust between – between you know Brady Gronk and Edelman is insane. I mean yeah. Brady and he knows when Edelman leaves the line where he's going to end up, and he probably knows Plan B if if uh, the defense doesn't does what doesn't do what he expects. He just knows he's going to be there. And a silent tip of the cap to the to the defensive or the offensive line because you know oh, they yeah. probably the best all defensive the time line. they give him right. They give him all yeah, the, the time. time. You know he got he got rushed a couple times early. They made some adjustments, but they would just one they, sack. If you watched, it. they would double team one guy and then one of the guy would shift off the double team and go to a double team another guy as he was trying to cut the gap and it was just very impressive very very impressive and on the other side the new england defensive line was all over golf yeah Yeah. pressure all day long stunting and and, and hitting gaps and it was just really impressive yeah and who do you know any name one of the defensive linemen 
Van Noy. That's your, I think he's a linebacker. And Dominic linebacker. No, no. Oh, for the Patriots. For the yeah, Patriots. for the Patriots. Name, name, uh, name. Isn't, it was Fowler, Dante Fowler? No, he's, he's linebacker. Ramsey. He's linebacker? Yeah. Oh, can't he's, name one, can't name one. one guy, but they had High Hightower. Hightower. There you go. Hightower. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and I'll, t- I'll tip my hand to Jim Nance, who's solid as a rock, right? But Tony Romo, uh, Bill, all the things you're talking about, like, you know, uh, Edelman and, and, and um, Brady, they trust yeah. each other. I think we're all smarter. We talked about this in the last couple weeks. We're all smarter because of Tony Romo. Exactly. Like, now you're seeing stuff, and, and you're seeing, oh, my gosh, the trust they have. So, anyway. Tony Romo, needs to, Tony Romo needs to win an Emmy. I mean, he is so good. And this is a guy who, minus a bobbled snap, could have won probably three, three Super Bowls, right? Like, you get on that momentum train. Yeah, and he yeah. bobbled a snap. Why, first of all, why was he holding the starting quarterback? Why is he? <laughs> I feel bad for him. But anyway, he's parlayed his knowledge, uh, and he can explain it to us laymen, which is awesome. I I, I texted you guys earlier. It might have gone past quickly, but I, I didn't like at the beginning, right at the kickoff, like as he's approaching, and he goes, "As you like to say, Tony, here we go." And I'm like, "Well, then let him say it." If it's his <laughs> line. That's- that's like somebody tearing, t- telling uh, Daryl Waltrip, you know, not to say boogie boogie boogie. Let's go racing. Yeah. <laughs> or Tony should, boogie, Tony should boogie, jump. Boogie. That's it, right? Tony should jump boogie, in next boogie. week. Oh, hello, friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello. yeah. One shining moment is next. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite commercials, even though it wasn't a comedy, was the Masters commercials. And anytime you see the commercials for the Masters, it just yeah. makes, you, makes you realize it's right around the corner. Bill, you love the NFL commercial, right? Were it all the Oh, my timers? gosh, yeah. I was, you know, especially, well, I didn't like the Franco Harris catch because I was a Raider fan back in those days. That was, <laughs> that was against the immaculate reception? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I, I, there were a couple couple of guys I could not, I, like, I thought maybe one of the big hits might have been Jack Tatum, but I think he passed. So Jack Tatum's dead. Yeah, it can't be Jack yeah. Tatum. But who are, I couldn't. Couldn't I couldn't identify him also. I will be watching that video on YouTube again. I, I did think it was funny that the first person to kind of mess up the whole thing was Marshawn Lynch trying to Perfect. get a piece of the cake. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. <laughs> they, they needed to have some Skittles lining the outside and, of and the And then, Todd, what did you think of the three dolphins in their green jackets drinking champagne? Oh, like, she's just <laughs> – so, so this is part of my maturation. I, I think I'm t- trying to appreciate more, right? Uh, right. <laughs> why be mad? It still bothers me a little bit. Some of the insights take – what did Emmett Smith say? <laughs> Something about there goes his record or – he still has the record or something. Something like that. I can't. I, like I said, yeah. it goes by so fast. That's wonderful. I, I, I was with 30 people, so I, yeah. I, it was all visual for it's me. on Twitter. I already made it shared, I think, by NFL. Uh, so it, it'd be fun to watch. But yeah. um, let's, let's just um, – look, good season. Uh, if you had to pick your Super Bowl for next year, mm-hmm. without knowing anything that's going to happen in free agency and changes, and um, who would you say – give me a couple teams – you think have a chance to make it back? So I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I think you got to keep your eye on Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes, MVP. Um, by the way, totally sidetracked. Steve Harvey did the NFL awards. Um, YouTube. The, the YouTube, oh, his, mono, okay. his monologue, it's so funny. But he said this. He said this. He said, he's like, hey, we've come a long way. Um, we, there's there are five black quarterbacks that started in the playoffs. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, is that true? And maybe I'm getting the number wrong, but let's just say five. Or six. And he goes, I thought there was four until Patrick Mahomes took his helmet off, which I thought was one of the greatest lines ever. And of course, thank God Steve said it. Um, it's all good. But yeah, watch out for, um, watch out for Kansas city and um, New Orleans has got, New Orleans got to be mad, right? They got to be hungry. Yeah. 
So those but are my first make two. me mad with a Drew Brees one year older, uh, right? He's kind of like Brady, though, right? I mean, he is. I agree. I mean, he's, he's still serviceable. Unfortunately for both those guys, I think when it ends, it's going to be, you know, it's yeah. going to be a steep, a steep drop. But until that drop comes, it's hard to bet against them. So, Bill, any teams to jump out to you? You know, uh, I, I, since I've just given up all hope, if Brady and Belichick <laughs> come back, that then you have to, they, they have to oh. be at the top sure. of the list in the AFC. Yeah. They just have to be. Agreed. Agreed. You know, the East, they're pretty much going to win the East. Absolutely. Guarantee that, right? I mean, they and generally, now. they'll have a one or two seed. They're pretty good at securing that. And they did it again this year. Yep. So those two weeks, that, that extra week off, all that, it just matters. And, uh, Let me say I agree. I was just trying to be a little different. but I, totally I know, I know. Can I, yeah. can I throw my, uh, this once again, a homer? Uh, but Cleveland Browns, watch Cle- out for them. Cleveland's going to make the playoffs next year. Not well, Super Bowl. I believe that, but I don't think they made yeah. it to the Super Bowl. Come on. Yeah, I don't think I, th- I think Kansas City is is you know they're pretty tough. Yeah, could, could we see a KC New England rematch if Brady comes back? And you know his answer to Tracy Wolfson at the end of the game was you know he's not going to worry about it now, but he's planning on coming back. I mean, he, he said all, oh, he's all back. week long, he's all week back. long, he's coming back. He, he yeah. thinks he's playing until he's forty five. He'll be forty two next year. So yeah. he, he might if anyone <laughs> can do it, right? Yeah. I did think I think I saw him hug his strength coach in that scrum. <laughs> I did. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, boys. Uh, it was a fun Super Bowl. Let's let, let's just hit a, on two things. NBA really quick, Bill. We got a chance to see a game in New York City at Madison Square Garden, um, the famous, world's most famous arena. They call it the mecca of basketball. Mm. Bill and I were here. Bucket list item. Last week. Check. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we had a great time. We had to walk about 13 blocks, Todd. And it was one of the coldest 13 block walks. I think the temperature was four, maybe right, Bill? Well, 14, oh. 14 below wind chill. Yeah. 14 was, below Uber wind chill. On, was Uber on strike? I mean, what's, what's going no, just what, it wouldn't make sense. So it really, I mean, it, yeah, we, we were tough. To, we were tough. Yeah. We were going to do it. And, um, but we had I'm a great time. Tough. We, we, uh, <laughs> Bill, I got a little thing cause I bought the tickets to Ticketmaster, And so the Madison square garden sent me like a little survey. And I, I said on there, every single staff member there was so friendly and polite yeah. and welcoming. They want to make sure we had a good time. You know, it's not the New York that you'd expect, you know, it's grab a seat, right. you know, yeah. sucker. Uh, but it was, it was clean. It was uh, all, just recently redesigned a few years ago. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We got, we got kind of a, a, a clanky game. It was the Mavericks versus the Knicks. Uh, Porzingis wasn't playing. Uh, Luka Doncic didn't play great, but we got to see Dirk Nowitzki's, you know, last game in the garden. Yeah. Did he make a, did he make a shot? Yeah, he, he scored, scored 16. 16. Yeah, or 14, yeah. So he had a didn't, great he throw, didn't he go 0 for 13 against the Celtics? Am yeah. I remember that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> no. So, Ben, what did you think of the game? Oh, I had a great time. I thought uh, – I think the Knicks need a lot of help. That whole Anthony Davis thing is not going to be enough because supposedly the Lakers can't get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. Uh, the Knicks have, are positioning themselves to have the money to do it. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but it's Kevin Knox is there and – um, and I, they traded Wes Matthews in that trade that uh, Porzingis went on, and he had a great night. <laughs> so yeah, he was he was like the Knicks' only offense. Right? Yeah. And Kevin Knox went double did double figures as well. But um, isn't it yeah. funny? Isn't it funny? Love it, love him or hate him? When New York and LA teams are are relevant, it just it just feels right, even if you're not yeah. a fan, right? Yeah, so you're right. You're right. With the Knicks right. down, it's just kind of like, oh, come on. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a, a sidetrack. You know, talking about championships up in. Boston, you got to share that meme that Chalmers uh, posted tonight because he's a, a friend of ours, right? You know Chalmers, uh, Todd? Yeah, so a uh, lifelong, you know, 
Boston guy. And uh, the meme was something similar like, it was like, end the drought. It's been 95 <laughs> days since the last championship <laughs> in Boston. Yeah. 95 so, days. <laughs> so, so one of my neighbor, one of my neighbors and um, uh, our sons are on the uh, same lacrosse team. But so imagine being like a 16 year old kid. They're, they're, they're transplants from New England. He's from Boston and they moved to Atlanta. Imagine being a 16 year old kid and your whole life since 2001, right? All oh, these, yeah. changes, right? Wow. It's crazy. 14. Crazy. I mean, six, just, four, six, four. No, uh, so it's 12. Six for the Patriots, four for the Red Sox, one for the Celtics, yeah. one for the Browns. Yeah. So, Sean, my, um, you know my sister Tammy, her, her oldest son, Travis, my nephew, went yeah. to UF from like 06 to 10. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> winning two, two, basketballs, basketballs, two basketballs, two footballs, right? Three, three swimming, uh, <laughs> yeah. tennis, three wow. track. Yeah, it's, it's, al- it's almost like the rest of your life's going to suck, right? I mean, like, <laughs> one day, there's going to be a 10-year stretch where Boston may not be as relevant as they are now, right? <laughs> right? I can, one can only hope. Yeah. So, and, and then the other thing on basketball, I, I wish Shay would have been with us today, but, uh, you know, the, the uh, Anthony Davis, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because yeah. that, that was uh, the Knicks trading Porzingis was kind of a quick reaction to what if we get, can get Kyrie and Anthony Davis and maybe even KD – to come over to the East. Um, so we'll just set that aside until Shay's back on with us until anything maybe shakes out on that. Let's talk about golf today, Bill. Um, first of all, let's talk about golf yesterday because I, yesterday we saw um, at the waste management, formerly the Phoenix open, which Bill, I'm sure you've been to many, many times, yep. you know, probably one, of most, twice, right, Bill? probably one of the most oh. boisterous, um, you know, they, the, the social media in the morning was always about like when they open up the gates and the guys run, yeah. uh, Bill, give us an idea from that gate. How far is it to get to the stands at 16? It's pretty, I mean, you're running along. Well, well, you saw him. Yeah. You see, you go underneath the, you go underneath uh, Scottsdale road. Is it 13 blocks in four degree weather? No, no. no. (laughs) but you go under, you go under the bridge. And now when you come under that bridge, you're right at 18 green. So it's not, you you kind of run up about 50 yards and the house is on your right. You're right at eight. And then you hang a left and you go behind the boxes. You go down the perimeter fence. You hang a right down at the 18th green and you run up 17. So it's, it's not far. It's, it's a quarter mile sprint, maybe, um, maybe a little bit more. Cause you're talking, you know, 400, seven, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but it's, you're racing there to sit there for six out, seven, <laughs> nine hours. I've done, I've looked at now, Kevin and I and drink what, your, and drink your face off while you're doing it. Right? Kevin and I were there for a, a Saturday round once and we did get there and sat there for two and a half hours before the first players got there. Mm. And but Kevin wanted to see the see it from the grand. Got to the hole or got to the course? To the hole. So we were at the hole two and a half hours before the first players got there. It's what's happened is the number of GA seats every year drops lower, 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 lower because they that the way they enclosed. If you looking looking from the tee box, yeah, they're all the way you know almost halfway around is sky boxes. That hole. Well, the first time I went, you just stood on a bank down by the green there were no sky boxes all the sky boxes were at the tees and now it's completely enclosed now it's you know uh, i'd say stadium seating yeah yeah they've they've crushed down the uh probably by a third of what you used to squeeze in their general mission just 10 years ago so Ooh. that's why there's that mad dash um to to get down there but it's but really uh, i mean the players and the, and the, the officials from pretty much 15 in um they haven't even tried to quiet the fans no, they try you, to they 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 they, they they uh, patronize them by putting up the signs to say quiet, please. Right. They, you know. But the best players know what to do. Just sure. raise the noise level. If it's a constant roar, 
it's just as good as if it's constant quiet. It's just the change. It's, yeah, I've said this a million times. If the ones, the one, like even the Duke, Cam, and Crazies don't do this, but you know, making a ton of noise and as the guy finishes dribbling, just to have everyone go silent would probably freak out so many free throw yeah. shooters. It would just jolt yeah. them to this. What the hell's that? Why is it quiet? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yesterday, Ricky Fowler ends the round with a what five shot lead. Um, and as he was finishing four, four shot, he was because four shot. Yeah. Kuchar, Kuchar was 16. He was 20. Yeah. So as, as they go off the air, um, <laughs> Johnny Miller made his last call and Johnny Ooh. Miller decided to step down on a Saturday. Not sure what the reason was that. Did, did they ever announce it or was it so they could introduce Azinger um, kind of in, in the, it, in the it, it's probably when you call a timeout and you pull, you pull the star player yeah. off. So yeah, I think a lot of it, plug. Yeah, I think a lot of it is too. They had a good tribute to him. That sure. Saturday is a, 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 probably one of the, the most watched non-major days ever. Okay. And Sunday is not watched that much, my guess. Because it's the Super Bowl? They're partying for the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. So I think it just made sense. Now, not to mention, to be honest, Johnny's a devout Mormon, and maybe he gets Ooh. a Sunday off to do his thing, and he probably yeah. went to church with his family in the morning. It was an impressive, day. though, just when they showed – first of all, when they showed, like, 29, you know, uh, U.S. Opens, uh, you know, it was it was really cool, like, when they ran down all the – all the tournament season, 29 P, uh, tour or TPCs, right. uh, like 20 U S opens. It was t- t- 13 Ryder cups. I love the when cups. they showed how many, how many times he saw McElroy. You know, he was, he was there for eight of his victories and eight of Phil's and, and then Ooh. 24 of tigers <laughs> and yeah. victories over the uh, course of his career. They yeah. did a great little uh, package, you know, where they had Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico. Yeah. And then if, the only thing I didn't like was they threw in a couple like stars on like current NBC shows right now. And I'm like, who's yeah. this? You know, get him out of there. Yeah. 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 Cross promotion. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was really Johnny, wonderful. Johnny's a, uh, you know, die, a diehard Republican. They had Trump come in and do a thing, which was, you know, mm. no matter what you want to think about Trump. Um, he actually, he's a big golfer and a proponent of golf. Right. And he had a great, he did great in that piece. Yeah. You know, he stuck to the script and it was really well done. Yeah. So I like Mike, uh, Mike, um, Doc Emmerich from uh, hockey. Uh, yes. The 63 jersey. That was you know? awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, um, but the, the best one of all those got to be Malpy. That, that, you know, that Malpy and the 18th fairway, you know, with Johnny. And because they went back, he talked about it. 27 of those 29 years, Roger was with him. And, mm-hmm. and the story Malpy told about his first go in the desert when he, when he played against Johnny. Johnny was a little older. And he played with him in junior golf. He's, he felt good. He shot 400 on the weekend at both events and was 45 shots combined behind Johnny Miller at the same two events. <laughs> he went, wow, this is a whole different level, you know? And uh, so that, that was pretty impressive. And he, you know, the, the, the arguably in that stretch in the seventies, there was no better um, iron player in the world. Yeah. Jack Ooh, included. Pin, he was pin amazing. He, he was, oh. yeah. They didn't measure stats back then, but I mean, he was, he had to be, you know, distance from hole on birdie putts, one of the shortest, you know, Ever. just such a good approach player. Yeah. Um, so, so, so they get to today, Ricky's kind of almost walking away with it. Um, mm-hmm. Has a five shot lead, I think on the, at the turn, right? Um, yeah. He, he, he doubled, was, he doubled, uh, double like seven, maybe? the fourth hole. He doubled the fourth hole. Yeah. Fourth hole. Okay. Yeah. Six on four. And it was still, you know, fine. Cause, um, but still five stroke. Lead. He, gets, yep. he gets to the 11. Let's, let's, let's fast forward to the 11th. Um, Super tough hole, by the way. Hits the ball in the water mm-hmm. and takes a drop. Uh, as, he's, as he's making the drop, even from his lower by the knees, the ball was still rolling backwards. So his caddy kept stopping the ball as he crossed, it, yeah. as he crossed the hazard. Um, he then places the ball per the rules, right? Two drops and it keeps rolling past, you know, then, then you place the ball where 
He lands. He places the ball, puts it in play, walks up to the green because he kind of had to navigate Bill uphill yeah. over a bunker to a, to a tight pin. Um, and as he walks up to kind of look at the thing, he looks back at the ball to kind of judge the distance. And the ball starts rolling backwards into the water. And it just it, nothing forced it to move unless a raindrop hit it. I mean, it was raining pretty hard at the time. Um, just have you, have you ever seen that, Bill? No, I've seen balls on greens move. Uh-huh. <laughs> it happens all the time, and the rules have changed in that, right? The old days, yeah, if, if, you don't, if, you, if you marked a ball on a precipice of a, you know, a big rise and you walk away from it and it takes off and rolls in the cup, it's considered hold by your last shot. That's what it was. Nowadays, you put it back. No penalty, no stroke, but it goes back to wherever it was originally marked. Um, and, and the famous one, remember, remember at Oakmont, where D- DJ was, had addressed his ball Mm-hmm. stepped away and they deemed that he caused it to move. Right. Right. That's different. That's a different, that if, if you have right. deemed to cause it to move, then it's basically a one stroke penalty. It's like you took right. a stroke. Right. But the, um, I've never seen that. And, and listening to the announcers try to figure it out that even having slugger white talk to, you know, uh, it was Maltby. Right? They were yeah. discussing it. Yeah. And it's like, so, and they, even they didn't know what they were going to do. Was he putting for an eight? Was he putting for a seven? What, yeah. what was going on? Well, and, and as it turned out, just, just, you know, which I thought was, was the right call. Cause at first they were saying it was going to be an eight. He never played a shot. So technically when he, when he places the ball, it goes back into play. So now he's yeah. in the water in two out in three getting ready. To his well, actually in, in the, it was by the green, right? the he shipped it in, in, in the water in three, yeah, place yeah. it for four. So he's lying four, trying to save a right. double basically. And then it rolls back in. And so it was, his fourth, fifth shot to get it out of the water. Exactly. The fifth shot was the penalty shot. Even though he had no, he did nothing to put it in the water. Right. Right. He it takes a penalty stroke because it ended right. up in the water. Okay. But it should have, you know, they were worried it was going to be a two stroke penalty because they would have said, you know, it would have been in and then out. So it was yeah. good. It ended up being in his favor, but it really took him off his game. But once again, he, well, he didn't smile and he didn't, he didn't pout about it. I mean, he was no. very well mannered about it. Right. He really yeah. just, lump and the next holy bogeyed um after chipping in the you know in the bunker and it was just so weird yeah but but hey look he's this this tournament's eluded him many times because of a a a fourth round blow up so for him to persevere and get through that that's uh that was huge and i know todd's back there he's a huge ricky fan i i am uh so first of all I was really glad that he weathered the storm and came back and won. I mean, I was just – what an awful uh, way to lose if he would have lost, but he, he persevered. So it's even a stranger picture, I think, than you painted, Sean. You did a good job painting it. But, <clears throat> Bill, you alluded – he had a chip. It was a chip that hit center of the green, rolled, looked like it was near the hole. And I'm the casual golfer. You guys – when he hit it, you may have said that's too much, but it slowly trickled, slowly kept rolling. Then it went off the green. Then it could have taken a right turn and gone to the bunker. And it kind of it kind of rode the little first cut of the bunker. And then also it's in the water. So it was just so strange. Now, you guys are better at golf, obviously, than I am. I mean, was that a, a shot where he said bye-bye? He knew once it started rolling, it's gone? Or was that just even unluckier than it, it even appeared? I think it was unlucky and it appeared. I think a lot of times you wake up and you say it's in the bunker or it's on the bank of the hill. It's not going to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, have I chipped it across a green into the water? 
Sure. Uh, more times than I can remember. But usually <laughs> when I do it, I, I skull it, as they call it, right? It's, it's hot. It's going in hot. Yeah. So happy, certainly happy for Ricky. Um, n- n- no, yeah. uh, nothing against Brandon Grace. Um, I hated to see him kind of blow up, was it on 17 or 18? Yeah. yeah. Where he let him back in. I mean, I yeah, drove it in the water and then, and then chipped it across. The, did did what I said? It kind of sculled it across the green into the bunker. Made a great yeah. bunker shot out. I mean, you know, yeah, almost went equal, far. Equally, you don't want to see that, but um, certainly, uh, hats off to Ricky that he persevered. And um, Azinger and was it Dan Hicks? Was, uh-huh. was that the? Yeah. So they both said um, Ricky's one of those guys. And Sean, I think you alluded to it. For whatever reason. Uh, to a man, everyone says he's got the best demeanor on the on, on in golf on the course. In that he doesn't let bad things get him way down, and doesn't let good things get him way up. Right? He, yeah. He's he's pretty even keel, and I think that um, that suited him well today. Yeah, you know, you know, very interesting. Two stats I'm going to share with you. Uh, he's the first winner. They showed it a couple times. Once again, another graphic that comes up. First winner with a double bogey and a triple bogey in the final round since 1983. Since they've been keeping the stats. Wow. First winner since 1983 to win with a double and a triple. Wow. Uh, and also 74 that he shot is the highest winning score in 81 <laughs> years at the Phoenix Open. Right. That final group was miserable, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus 11 at one point. I think they might have yeah, got yeah. plus nine. Bill, yeah. let me ask you, um, you know, pretty much from the time I turned it on, I was at a, I was at a meeting today. Uh, from the time they turned it on, it, is it odd in Phoenix for it to rain that hard for that long? I mean, did I text you? I was like, why is it raining in Phoenix? No, no, I've been to, uh, I've been to rounds out there where it rained all day. It definitely can happen. It's just, um, it's not common, you know, like in, in, um, where you live or both of you live, it's very common or where I live now, certainly where you live for storms to come in where they just kind of go on for hours. Right. Right. Uh, But, uh, but generally in in the desert, you know, it'll blow through and then it'll stop. And, and it did, I mean, there were times throughout the day it lightened up. And then it started pouring again right when they finished during the interview. You know, they were they started coming down hard again. But um, we're in an El Nino year. California's getting hammered with rain. And that stuff just, you know, when you see San Diego's getting a lot of rain, you know, Phoenix is 24 hours away because <laughs> it's, it's moving straight across yeah. into the desert. And, you know, Phoenix is going to pick it up. So, uh, no, it's not, un- it's not uncommon, um, but it's, it's, uh, it, it definitely has happened. I'd say, you know, for every, uh, every fourth – a uh, year if on average you have a couple days that aren't just so nice uh, but but those you know the chamber of commerce days are definitely the <laughs> more common the blue skies yeah 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 well good, good good day of sports we have uh todd jump in yeah dude i'm I, I have to uh talk about this i'm obsessed with um the video that i share with you guys um on wednesday uh gary woodland yeah. who, who i barely know in kuchar but gary woodland um brought in uh, Amy, I forget her last name, but um, apparently she's got a Twitter following now. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Just I've watched the thing 12 times, and I find a different way to love it every single time. Um, it's what's good about sports. It's uh, probably underreported and probably happens. Bill, you'd know this better than we would working in the, in the business. It probably happens much more than we know about, but I love it when um, they highlight uh, such a great story. Um, yeah, that, that, so, that was, I don't know if you want to expand on it, but go ahead. Yeah. We watched it. Uh, you sent it Todd and, um, we were at the bar having a couple of beers before the, uh, Knicks game and Anthony Malafronte, Bill's buddy, uh, who I connected years ago and they, they were golfing buddies now. 
we were watching it and it was, it was on Twitter and it had the captions so we could kind of, yep. you know, hear. And at the end of it, both of us looked at each other and we both wiped tears out of our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, you know, not just not only did, did Woodland and Cooch embrace her, but she made a par. Yeah. She made a par. <laughs> she did a shot, chipped it out of the bunker and nails a 12 footer. Um, and it was just yeah. so cool. They say it was, it's the most watched um, ever video by PGA tour.com. Right. Yeah, it's already uh, achieved 18, that status. Point two million. Right? I, I, I'm obsessed. I, I literally think I've watched it a dozen times, and every time, I mean, she when she says, you know, you got this. She's talking to herself. You got this. You got this. You have her dad say, you know, treating her like a, you know anyone else, lining it up, going, you see the, you see it, you, you visualize, you go. You have her mom hugging her at the end, yeah. and just um, Woodland going, that's she goes, so awesome, love, you know? Yeah, she goes this, when she goes, they love me, and she waved to the crowd. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, this, yeah. I could literally break it down in a half hour. Loved it. Um, glad you guys got out uh, as much as I did because I I could watch it. Yeah, super again cool. right now. You mentioned you mentioned um, those kinds of moments. I had the chance working for the Padres to see those moments that weren't so public. And it's, yeah. it is, uh, it's, it was, I, I've got story after story after story one day we could share where, you know, somebody's on the field being taken care of before a ball game. Uh, someone's in the clubhouse uh, there, there were, you know, tons of those, those, the vast majority of athletes are like Gary Woodland. There's mm. some assholes. We know that, but they, a lot of them totally get what they're doing and how they can change someone's life, you know, yeah. with yeah. a, a, 10 minutes of kindness. So it's very cool. And that's why I love that they, you know, there's the cynic out there that says like, why do they, why do they have to film it? Why can't they just do it? I'm like, because 18.2 million people get a chance to see it. Yeah. That was much you different. Know? That was perfect. I mean, that was yeah. just ideal. So. And, and hats off to uh, Amy. She parted, as you say, Sean, if she, <laughs> if she didn't, if she did what I would have done and sculled it and hit the stands <laughs> and then like chipped out of the rough, it would have been like, Oh, there's a nice moment. So, um, but yeah, you parted. And, 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 and along the same lines, we have to shout out to, uh, Dabo Sweeney, his equipment manager, I forget, Michael. Yeah. Got to Super Bowl, uh, he, right? he gave him two tickets to Super Bowl, which I thought was awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brad, uh, Bill, do you know Brad Inman got two of his staffers' tickets? They're both from New England, and uh, Brad gave him tickets this week to the Super Bowl. So they, oh, that's nice. They left New York, went home, and then packed, and then flew down Saturday afternoon and got to watch Sam and Deidre, So Good for them because, uh, yeah, that's – I feel, you know, like there's a ton of Rams fans right now that aren't feeling very good. So, <laughs> right. Adam Carolla, one of them, you know, a guy who knew the Rams back when Roman Gabriel was a quarterback when they were the LA wow. Rams. And wow. so, you know, a life and his kid is 12 now and a huge football fan. And, uh, you know, the Rams come back and they have season tickets and they, I don't know if they went to the game or not, but, yeah. but that little 12 year old kids learning, uh, you know, the uh, San Diego way. You don't win but anything. Football heads to the offseason. <laughs> golf heads up to Pebble Beach for once again, one of, the, one of the better tournaments to watch just yeah. for the beauty of, of you know, it's it, it's it's one to worth watching Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because you get to see Spyglass and you get to see yeah. uh, Spanish Spanish Hills and Cypress and uh, just the just the whole you know beautiful Monterey Peninsula. Um, always funny. It's fun to watch some of the celebrities uh, who who come out and watch yeah. some some average swings and some bad swings. Um, guys, we've been here a while. It's a little late later than usual. Uh, let's let's wrap up. And um, shout out to our boy Shay, who sounds like he had a fun Super Bowl Sunday uh, with some buddies based on a text I just got. Um, <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Todd, what's going up this week, man? What's going on with Asa Abloy Windows and Doors? Uh, doors and hardware. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So I had a great week last week. Um, 
I think I teased uh, just a real good uh, week with the distributor. Uh, we had a hollow metal conversion, um, and we had training. So we had three days of training, so I was down there. I wasn't leading the training, but certainly a part of it. And um, a really important part of all our industries, um, industry, just train, 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 learn, learn, learn. So it's always fun to be part of that. This week, I am in the ultimate scramble mode Um trying to get as much done as humanly possible. So when I go on vacation the following week, I can uh, try to rest easy. So we've all been there um, trying to leave uh, as many stones unturned um, as many problems, not having to pass off to the guys covering for me. So got to really work hard and grind uh, through Friday, trying to make it a a nice um, week off the following week. So looking forward to it, Sean. Thanks. Nice. Well, Sean, what are we looking at? Look at that. Oh, is that, a, is that, a, is that... <laughs> a meme of Tom Brady looking like uh, Dumbledore from, from Harry Potter with the long beard? Tom, Tom Brady the Gray. Brady the Gray. Exactly. Oh, so what do you got coming up this week? I really, really enjoyed your episode with Matt Fagioli, um, your first dual podcast video yeah, yeah. episode. But that was a good episode. I'm sure you got somebody good coming up this week. You're coming up on a big number here soon, aren't you? Yeah, this is 175, I think. Coming up or 170? Yeah, so this is going to be uh, Mel Myers, this co-founder of Box Brownie out of Australia. So he's uh, he's in the it's called the uh, Gold, not the Gold Coast, but the Sunshine Coast, north of uh, Brisbane, and mm. and so it's going to be fun. It's fun talking to him. He this this guy just to give you a tease, uh, well graduated university at the age of 17. At 12, graduated at at 12, he had finished all the math they offered at high school by the age of 12. Wow. So he's, we're going to say genius. And he, uh, he's, he cre- created a way to scale and, and created the efficiencies uh, with Brad uh, Filipino. I think it's Filipino uh, who is the uh, um, other co-founder uh, who was the photographer. So you marry a photographer with a, 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 a tech savant and they created this amazing tool, Sean, that, edits photos and does all kinds of good stuff. So he's my guest. Pretty cool. And then I'm going to be on the list of helmet show tomorrow. So anyone that's interested. Yeah, right. Two, yeah. O'clock. Two o'clock tomorrow. I'll be live with a list of helmet talking about, about, right? talking about podcasting. Yeah. So your name might come up. A Give us bit. a shout out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about stare down. We're going to talk about, uh, well, how it started, why it started, um, how to get started. If you want to do it, all that kind of good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Good for you. And I know you probably picked up quite a few uh, future guests of the real estate sessions this past week in New York City. Uh, 10. I, yeah. I counted them today. There are 10 people nice. that, I, that, I, uh, that are going to be, uh, that all, that all said yes. So it'll be fun. Good. Nice. Good. I know one of, the, one of the hardest things to do is probably, you know, you don't want to interview them too early and just put them in the can, which is lazy right. and kind of easy, but it's lazy because if something changes in the world, right. it, 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 you might want to jump somebody up or push somebody back. So. Right. So it's, I did that over the holidays just cause it's the holidays, but I usually just do them a week out or two weeks at the most. So nice. Yeah. Nice guys. For me, I uh, hit the road Wednesday for uh, Louisville, Kentucky mm. down to uh, Muhammad Ali's hometown and uh, mm-hmm. two sessions with the greater Louisville association of realtors and do my signature class, my realtors toolbox. And then, in the afternoon, I get to do my give them something to talk about class. So that should be a ton of fun. Hopefully, I have a good crowd for that. Uh, send me some good good vibes tomorrow. I'll be taking my mom uh, to a heart catheterization. So mm. she yeah she she'll be fine. She's all right, Sean. She's, she's right. doing fine. She's having some shortness of breath. So okay. Uh, okay. be be the good son to to 
escorted that early in the morning. So I'll let you guys know what's going on with that. Uh, we'll have Shay back on the show next week. So on behalf of Todd and Bill and Sean Carpenter, we are just three guys living in the New England Patriots world. We're glad you're on the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.